0: Welcome to this week's episode of Businesswise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. We have discussed in earlier episodes what Mr. Hubbard terms the conditions, which are operating states in the physical universe. Everything in the physical universe is in a definable, operating state. For example, you buy a new car. It's in a certain operating state. and You handle and deal with it differently than you would if the car was in a deteriorated state where you would have to get it repaired. Uh, There's the expression, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's an old adage which recognizes the differences in operating states in this universe. Same thing with your businesses. If you do the same things you would do when you are booming as you would do when you are crashing, you're going to get into serious trouble. You would have to take a different approach if you are crashing because you are doing something wrong or not doing something you should be doing. And if you are booming, you need to figure out why and reinforce. These are different operating states and they have different steps that you take to address and continue to expand and survive from those operating states. Survival being a gradient scale of survival, you can have uh, survival in abundance, you can have scarce survival and bare survival, but there's different levels of survival. And these operating states, these conditions, uh, define these uh, conditions of survival, and you can go into higher and higher levels of survival by executing the steps that accompany each one. Different conditions, different steps, or as Mr. Hubbard laid it out with incredible precision, a different and precise series of steps called conditions formulas. Now, the brilliance of Mr. Hubbard's research and discovery in this area is mind-boggling, and you have to learn how to recognize these conditions with accuracy and learn to do the steps precisely to fully appreciate their workability and, frankly, their magic, because they do work like magic when they are done properly. Now, we have talked about several of these conditions and their formulas in past episodes, but so far we have not discussed the, quote, easy one, end quote, which is a condition of normal operation. You will understand why we call it the easy one in a few minutes, but boy, trust me, it may be easy, but it does not mean that it is not chronically violated by many wise members and even possibly you, the listener. And now remember, these conditions apply to all things. How you are doing physically is a condition, how your family is doing, your plants and your pets, society at large, all these things are in a certain condition. And if they're going to rise in condition or survival, basically the same thing, uh, the one condition they are in must be recognized and the steps applied. That's simple. We're going to talk about normal operation today. So let's first take a look at the definition of the condition of normal operation. So this is from Mr. Hubbard, quote, and this is from a lecture, 25 May 1965. uh, I believe it's called the Conditions Formulas. Anyway, it's dated 25 May 1965. He says, the condition which applies when a statistic is on a routine or gradual increase normal operation does not mean stability, quote-unquote, because this universe does not permit a no-increase, no-decrease state. The second you get this even state in this universe, it starts to deteriorate. This is from Mr. Hubbard, right? So a state of stability would eventually deteriorate. Well, to prevent a deterioration, you must have an increase. That increase doesn't have to be spectacular, but it has to be something, end quote. So that's Mr. Hubbard's definition of the condition of normal operation. There is a slight expansion, a slight increase, and that is really true stability because nothing's going to stay level. Have you ever observed that? You buy something brand new, brand new table. You do everything you can to make sure that table doesn't get scratched or marred or stained, but inevitably it will be because if you're not constantly improving it, if you're not constantly increasing its survival, uh, if you like, you know, maybe uh, you know, continuing to uh, put better finishes on it, or you know, you can you can raise the condition even of a, a piece of furniture like that. I wouldn't probably go overboard on that because mess tends to deteriorate anyway. But certainly, with groups, with families, you want to keep things going in an ultimate expansion. Uh, Otherwise, it's going to start to contract. You want a simple example? Just take a look at uh, your business. You know, if you did fifty thousand in uh, delivery or income in uh, the month of May, and you did fifty thousand in the month of June, and you did fifty thousand in the month of July. uh, Well, first of all, there you with the increase of costs and prices and inflation that's inevitable in this society today, that $50,000 does not mean the same uh, in July as it did in May. And besides, it's either going to go up or it's going to go down. You know this. So that's not true stability. That actually is the condition below normal operation, which is, uh, per Mr. Hubbard, the condition of emergency. We're not talking about emergency today. We're going to talk about normal operation. How about a body? That's a a good example. You know, you're uh, maintaining a certain level of fitness. Uh, You know, you eat a certain way that seems healthy for you and agreeable. To your body you're not getting overweight you're staying fit you're staying strong you're doing certain exercises taking walks or doing whatever you're doing and gradually you know you take your supplements you just seem to be getting healthier and healthier as you move along that would be normal operation if you started noticing that yeah the joints are getting a little creakier oh and your energy level is lagging you're looking at a deterioration you're looking at more like an emergency formula Okay. So you want to see a gradual improvement, a gradual rising statistic that is normal operation. It's not a spike, a, a dramatic increase. That is a condition of affluence, which is the next condition up. It's a gradual increase. Okay. So let's take a look at the steps of normal operation. What uh, is the formula for a op- normal operation? So you've observed your statistics. Okay. You know, we did... Uh, Twenty-five thousand last week, and uh, this week we did twenty-six thousand in terms of sales or delivery or whatever it is that we're measuring. Or, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was two hundred and thirty pounds uh, last week, and this week I'm two hundred and twenty-eight pounds. So I'm I'm getting closer to my optimum weight. So I don't weigh that much, by the way. But anyway, uh, so you go. Well, that's normal operation. We've got a steady improvement of some sort. Okay, so. Step one, this is from Mr. Hubbard. This article is dated 23 September 1967, where he defines a lot of these conditions formulas, uh, the conditions themselves and the formulas. So here we have normal operation. Step one, quote, Mr. Hubbard, the way you maintain an increase is when you are in a state of normal operation, you don't change anything, end quote. That's the first step. There are four steps to this formula. Now, this is why normal operation gets the, you know, gets the reputation for being the easy formula because you don't have to change anything. Just keep doing the things you're doing. And, and that sounds pretty easy, uh, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it should be. All you got to do is not change anything. Just keep doing, you know, things are going fine. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, let's just keep doing uh, what we're doing because what we're doing is increasing survival It's increasing the statistics. We have an expansion. It's not maybe huge, but it's gradual. And, uh, you know, if we keep plugging away doing the things that we uh, know we are doing that's making that happen, then uh, eventually we'll probably expect to hit an affluence sooner or later by just doing our normal formula. So that's step one. Let's just talk about the body again. You know, so here's a guy and, you know, he starts eating broccoli and Loses two pounds that week and goes, okay, well, I'm going to keep eating broccoli. You know, that seems to be doing the trick. I'm not recommending eating broccoli, by the way. I don't know. But I'm just saying that as an example, you know, whatever you were doing, uh, stats are going in the right direction. So um, why change anything? Now, uh, a couple of problems with step one. In order to continue doing what you're doing, you need to know what you're doing. And this is one of the liabilities that we run into with the members, is they actually don't know what they're supposed to be maintaining. And so they inevitably change things because it's like they don't have a, it's not they don't have a memory, of course they have a memory, but their organization has no memory. For example, I don't know how many times I've gone over this with members, you've got to graph your statistics on outflow. Okay, because your inflow is proportional to your outflow. So if you're not keeping your uh, track of your outflow, how do you know if you're changing anything or not? Uh, a good standard action, for example, and this is a, a, a real example, I usually recommend that my members send out a newsletter once a month. It used to be hard copy. Now they're doing a lot of soft copy. I still think a hard copy newsletter is a good idea here and there. But uh, I had a member some years ago calling me up in desperation. Uh, you know, trying to figure out what uh, to do because their income was crashing. I said, Well, look, it, you know, your income's crashing. You must have changed something on your outflow. No, 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 no. Nothing's changed on the outflow. It's exactly the same. Oh Well, okay. Um, how do you know that? You know, do you have a graph on it? No, no, no. I don't have a graph on it, but I hire this company and they do, you know, 10,000 postcards a month or whatever they do. And, you know, and they just keep that in all the time. I said, yeah, but how do you know if you're not graphing it? Like, don't they send you a figure? Uh, they probably send me a figure. Well, can you get that figure and graph it? Uh, I suppose I could, you know, and what about a newsletter? Oh, we've been sending out the newsletter every month, you know, good. you graph that? No, I don't have a graph for that. So how do you know the newsletter is going out? Come on. I know. I, I know I send out the newsletter. We send it out every month. It's just a regular thing we do. I said, okay, good. Look, now Look, I don't know what changed, but something has changed in your outflow. So I want you to go back and look with your eyeballs and I want you to put together a graph and I want you to show it to me and I want to see, because there's got to be a change in your outflow somewhere. Okay. So just graph it, humor me, get this information, graph it, and then show me the grass. Um, a couple hours later, I get a call back. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. What happened? we haven't sent out a newsletter in six months. There you go. Start putting in the newsletter again. Bam. See, so in order to not change anything, you got to know what you're not changing. You got to know what your actions are. You got to keep some sort of a memory or record of what you're doing. Now, a very smart way to go about it is to do everything on a project basis. In other words, if you're going to do a marketing campaign, write it up I should probably do a podcast on this sooner or later, but uh, using uh, Mr. Hubbard's target technology to target out step by step what you're going to do. Maybe there's uh, six or seven promotional actions that you do as part of your marketing campaign. Write them out as targets. You could even do a checklist on it perhaps some sort of memory. And every week you check it over. Okay. Did we do the letters? Did we, you know, we always do a hundred letters out. Did we do the hundred letters up? Actually, it should go up to 102, 105, keep it increasing. And now you're looking at your checklist. Now you're looking at your graphs and now you've got some kind of memory and you go, okay, we're not changing anything. We're going to keep doing it. You know, well, I don't know if that's really successful. I had another member who dropped out their newsletter, had a huge company uh, you know they were doing like almost half a million dollars a week in sales, and uh, they had this great idea. So they would send out this newsletter on newsprint uh, every month. I think it was, and they would send that out to you know hither and yon, you know thousands of people. Very expensive, of course. And um, they were not getting an immediate response. It wouldn't be like somebody would call them up and say, "Look, we just read your newsletter, and we want to sign up." No, they weren't getting that. So uh, then somebody got a bright idea to do a postcard. And so, and the postcard offered a free video or something like that in those days. And they were sending out, of course, it's much cheaper to produce and mail out a postcard than a newsletter. And, uh, next thing you know, they're getting all this quote unquote response. People were ordering these free videos and, oh, wow, we don't need the newsletter anymore. Dropped out the newsletter. Okay. That, um, Why did you change it? Your your stats are going up. Why are you changing that? Oh, cuz we got the postcard now. Put it back in. They wouldn't put it back in. Next thing you know, they're doing half the volume they were doing before. I don't know what they're doing today, but it it's, it's about half the volume. And uh, you know, this earlier successful action got changed. So, the tricky part about normal, it sounds like an easy formula, but a, you got to know what you are doing, and then you got to somehow resist the temptation to change it. I don't know where all that uh, desire, compulsion to change stuff comes from. I mean, I probably do know where, but I'm not going to get into it in this podcast. But um, But there you have it. You have to be alert for that. Okay, so that's step one. The way you maintain an increase is when you are in a state of normal operation, you don't change anything. Step two, Mr. Hubbard, ethics are very mild the justice factor is quite mild there are no savage actions taken particularly wow do i ever see that violated you know you see uh, somebody does something stupid and oh my god you know off with his head and the next thing you know you've broken your normal and you now you're in emergency or danger why because we decide to get heavy handed with somebody for reasons best known to god and registrars who knows why but somebody's got to have blood and next thing you know Uh, you crash your whole scene. Okay. So he says ethics are mild. Number three, a statistic betters and then look it over carefully and find out what bettered it. And then do that without abandoning what you were doing before. That's step three. Now, of course, this assumes you're keeping statistics. Again, you know, you cannot be too crazy about stats. Okay. I am crazy about stats. Uh, I'm not holding myself up as a tower of virtue, but I I keep a lot of stats for the size of my office. I keep a lot of stats. I have a big membership and I have to keep an eye on things. So we keep a lot of statistics. Now, we probably keep some statistics we don't need. And if I've discovered after a while, we really don't need that statistic, we'll discard it. But I'd rather err in the direction of having too many than too few because sometimes you come back and going, man, what what do we do with that statistic? Why did we stop? That was stupid. Like That's a change, right? So keep statistics, you probably can't keep too many, err in the direction of keeping more than less, okay, without, of course, larding yourself up with having to spend, you know, half a day keeping your stats, but I keep, my office keeps about 40 or 50 stats, and we have all those stats graphed, gathered and graphed in about half an hour after our weekends. So you can get that drill down, all right, and I recommend it, because you can't really do step three without statistics. So he says a statistic betters then look it over carefully and find out what bettered it and then do that without abandoning what you were doing before. So, okay, good. Hey, look, all of a sudden, you know, we have a nice inflow here of new customers. Hmm, what caused that? Dig around, dig around, dig around. By the way, the biggest mistake you can make in looking is to assume you already know the answer. We covered that in an earlier episode, so don't do that, but look objectively and locate what was it that we what caused that oh we started doing a, a radio program or uh, one of our employees had a little bit of initiative and started handing out flyers on our way home or whatever it was and you now you go okay good let's incorporate that in the checklist let's keep a stat on that let's make sure we are maintaining that and maybe we can even do more of that without dropping what we were doing before see that was the error in this earlier company where, great. Okay. I'm glad the postcard is doing so well, but don't drop out the newsletter. Okay. All right. So there you go. So that's that. Step four. There's only four steps. Uh, Every time a statistic worsens slightly, quickly find out why and remedy it. That's step four. Okay. Oh boy. Stats dropped. Closing ratio went down. Go investigate what's happening in the sales department. Oh, they got a new sales book that they're all reading now avidly, which totally threw out the earlier actions. So now our salespeople are starting to sound like a bunch of uh, Dale Carnegie guys and uh, stop being sincere because they got this new thing going on and so you you take that out you know that's that's not that's not our successful action, you know we were being we were listening to the customers, we were drilling Mr. Hubbard's technology on enlightenment and dissemination, which I should do an episode on one day. but anyway, be that as it may. You look for the change. You're always going to find one. If it's your plants, you know, all of a sudden your plants have been doing great. We just keep everything in normal operation. You know, we water them. We feed them, uh, you know, this uh, um, fertilizer or whatever. My wife is a green thumb, but, you know, uh, has a jungle growing in our place, you know, which is awesome. I love it. But uh, anyway, so it's not, all of a sudden some of the plants aren't doing so well, something changed. Look at what changed. You know, oh, maybe they they got moved. Maybe we they weren't talked to enough. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, You know, gotta keep talking to those plants. So you know, um, but something changed, and you gotta locate that change and then revert it, and the stats will start to go up again. So that's step four. Every time Mister Roberts says here, step four, every time a statistic worsens slightly, quickly find out why and remedy it. He goes on to say this, and you just jockey those two factors the statistic bettering, the statistic worsening, repair the statistic worsening, and you will find out inevitably some change has been made in that area where a statistic worsens. Some change has been made, you better get that change off the lines in a hurry. So there's your normal formula, easy formula, but just because it's easy doesn't mean you need to, you shouldn't be paying a lot of attention to it and making sure you're doing every step, step Step week after week, you do that and uh, have a little patience. You know, oh, I want an affluence, I want an affluence. This is how you get to affluence do your normal formula, uh, meticulously, precisely, and you'll get your affluences. You'll get a lot of them. You'll spike up into a new high level. And if you apply your affluence formula, you'll hit a level of power, which is a normal trend in a new high range for Mr. Hubbard. So you just keep working these normal formulas and you'll hit your affluences. You do your affluence formula, you sustain a new level, your new level of power, back in normal, do normal at that new high level, hit another affluence. This is how you grow. I've done a number of uh, episodes on affluence because only by knowing how to handle affluence can you truly hit power. So that's why we've done three or four episodes on affluence. If you want to go to the search field in the uh, homepage of this, business-wise and just type in affluence. I think you pull up three or four episodes on that. You also need to know about power. But normal gets sort of swept under the carpet as, you know, that's the easy one. You don't really have to focus or pay much attention. No, yeah, you sure do. I I have seen just as many normal formulas violated as any other condition, and it's through neglect and imprecise application. So um, do your normal formula when you're in normal do whatever condition formula you're in when you're in that condition and you will see survival and expansion. I don't care what the economy is doing. I don't care what's going on around you. These formulas work and they work every time if you do them exactly step by step. And if of course you've isolated the correct condition. So, uh, that's today's episode, uh, something strange about normal. I think we called it because there are some strange factors. Like why would you change anything? You know, why, uh, what makes this so difficult to, to do? And uh, there's your answer. Hope this was helpful. And I uh, hope to hear some uh, results from you. I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, hit the likes if you like the episode. Uh, leave a comment if you have uh, something nice to say, <laughs> presumably. And then uh, you can always write us at info at We get a lot of emails and we love hearing from you. So don't hesitate. You can't write us too often. Uh, And we'll always answer uh, as quickly as we can. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk again next week. End of this episode.